Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I am super psyched that you're here listening to me and I'm hoping that you're going to stick around, really get to enjoy my episodes, um, poke around, read and listen to my diary a little bit um, and we can get to know each other. Um, I just wanted to take this episode to really just tell a little bit about me. That way we can get acquainted. That way you're not listening to some random person through your phone or wherever you're listening this to this from. Um, I just want something that's going to be really informal, something really down to earth, something that you can just pop on, listen to, and it'll sound like we're having a little chit chat conversation. So here's a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Alyssa. I am 21 years old as I am recording this, but in the future, who knows how old I will be then. I am Vietnamese American. I'm originally from Oklahoma, moved to Florida, and now just kind of floating around the country seeing where the world and my career takes me. So as I'm recording this, I'm also a senior at Princeton University right now, and it's a place that I found myself winding up pretty much surprisingly after not really having any idea or dream of going to an Ivy League university. I went to a public high school in Florida, and I was raised by a single mother from, you know, a lower income background. And I didn't ever really have dreams of being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, or even like going to a, you know, Ivy League university, not that that means anything. Um, So that was something I think that really shaped where I am today. And I just want to touch on that a bit more. So a bit about me is that I actually started school as a pre-med major as molecular biology major to be exact here at Princeton. Throughout high school, I was never really exposed to any art classes, any design programs. We just didn't have any of that stuff available to us. And so I only took science classes. I only took STEM classes. And so that's what I assumed I was good at. And I was pretty good at it. You know, I managed, I got decent grades and I did enjoy it for the most part. And I figure, you know, what's a better way to support my parents and to, you know, make them proud than to become a doctor. And so I really spent most of my adolescence dreaming of being a doctor and planning on that being the path for me. So when I came to Princeton, I was studying to be an anesthesiologist or do something within that like surgical medicine realm. However, I realized quite quickly that I'm just wired differently. Like my brain, although I can perform decently well in science and math classes and and this sort, my brain just naturally likes to be more inquisitive, likes to question things. I found myself really gravitating towards the humanities and social sciences. I took some psychology courses and I took some English courses and because Princeton is a liberal arts school, I really got to be exposed to a ton of different subjects. And that's kind of where I discovered that I was in the wrong major. I was in the wrong department completely. So I did a bunch of soul searching and Princeton um, unfortunately doesn't have a design program or graphic design major, but I have always been a bibliophile. I have loved books since I was little and I discovered an Asian American studies course and it really just changed my perspective on life and education and I basically just switched the day that I entered that classroom and I switched over to English. So that's my major currently 
I'm an English major with a specialty in multi-ethnic literature. And I know a lot of people are like, what are you going to do with an English major? But I really just think that it's all about studying what you're passionate about and what makes you happy. And this makes me really, really happy. So completely unrelated, a lot of people ask me like, how did you become a designer then if you are an English major? Or did you take graphic design classes at Princeton to get to where you are now? And the answer is no. At Princeton, I don't really study design really at all. Um, my minor is in Asian American studies. So a lot of the work that I do is on um, more like racial theory, uh, race and gender and literature. And that's kind of surprising to a lot of people because, you know, the design industry is so siloed and so niche that most of the people in the industry or a lot of the top dogs at agencies and in, in those in-house jobs tend to have design degrees and I guess I can kind of be a beacon of hope for those of you like me who discover a little later on that design was for them. I don't really think that a design degree is necessary at least in my personal case. I mean I mostly say that because it's not really possible for me anymore but I think it's really nice that I have discovered design after deciding to be an English major. It's something that I think lends a lot of diversity of interest to my life. I think if all that I did was design, 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 my creative energy might explode and just fizzle out by the time I'm maybe like 30. So the reason why I'm sticking with English and why I love being an English major is because it just exercises different parts of my brain. And I just have such a passion for learning about uh, minority studies and learning a lot about race and gender and class and all of those different things I never really heard of about when I was in high school. So I guess something that I get a lot of questions about is how do my studies in my current career path mix or, or what's my, my plan? What's my reasoning? So a little bit about that is I currently, if you're, if you're not familiar with my work or we haven't met yet, I mostly cater towards women of color um, and just people of color who who own businesses in the beauty and fashion space. That's like my target audience. And the reasoning being is because I feel that it's such an underserved and underrepresented part of the creative industry, of the entrepreneurial industry. And it's something I'm super passionate about that I think is reflected in my studies. So um, that's kind of where they intersect. Um, just to take a couple of steps back, you know, to answer the question of how did I even get into design if Princeton doesn't have a design program and if I'm an English major, um, I want to take you back to my freshman year of college. Um, I am on financial aid and essentially they make us get jobs. I mean, they don't make us, but we pretty much need to get some sort of part-time or hourly wage job on campus um, to pay for books and just have spending money and things like that. And so I really tried to apply to all the different jobs on campus, working at the library, working in the dining halls, working at the bookstore. And the only one that I got an offer back to was a office assistant in my college office. And one of the duties included making graphics for their emails and for like different posters and different events that they would hold for the students. And I was just really intrigued that they had even hired me because I didn't really have much design experience at all. But um, my boss, who is still my boss to this day, I still, you know, work with them 
they honestly became my on-campus family. They really taught me so much in terms of um, like making a home for people and being so welcoming to people and making spaces for people who may not, you know, have the background necessary. So what I mean by that is this college office staff, they really were so patient with me you know, when I was trying to learn the ropes on making graphics. And it really took me a long time to teach myself how to use Canva even. They would ask me for different file types and ask me for different layouts. And they would really give me the space and the time and and the kindness to really learn things and, and not feel overwhelmed. And so that's really where I started with design was in that office, just making different little things for like newsletters and little cards and little flyers to make for the college um, events. And that's really where I kind of discovered that I had a bit of a creative mind because I started out using those Canva templates, you know, that you've probably seen everywhere. But slowly but surely, I started to make things from scratch. I started to pick out fonts that weren't in the pre-made templates. I started to really explore color palettes and I really, you know, was starting to learn about design principles that I actually never had formal training um, in. And I really, really truly believe like that experience with having to work an hourly wage job and, you know, that office staff taking a chance on me as the beginning of my my love affair (laughs) with design. So I just kept doing that job. I did it for about a year and a half. And then I started getting some attention on some of the things that I was making. I would post about them on my social media and people would see them on flyers and things and in gear around the school. And people took notice and I was getting some um, suggestions to do some designs for different clubs I was in and for different student groups. And that's kind of where I started to branch out a bit more. So a bit about me is I like to dance. Um, I'm not a trained dancer by any means, but here on campus we have some student groups that are called dance companies, and I was was in one, or I guess I still am in one, um, that needed some posters for a show we were doing, and so I ran for the position to make all of those graphics and to do all of that design work, and pretty soon that work then kind of got more of my designs and my name out there to different student groups and pretty soon I was getting a ton of inquiries from people to do work for them and do designs for them and at this point it was all free work it was all things for different student groups and it was just fun little things like stickers and little posters here and there and I had done that probably for two and a half years so at this point it's maybe end of sophomore year and beginning of my junior year And all of that free work that I had done for all of these different student groups and all of these different styles of work got me into the hands of some alumni. And there are some friends of friends and some recently graduated students that had been following me on social media, saw my work on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and reached out to me to do some paid work. And it was very minimal stuff like a logo here or... um, like a greeting card there or a small poster, but it was paid work. And it was a really transformative moment for me in my whole like design career because I was starting to get paid for doing something that I was doing for free. And that was really huge for me, especially because I had been working 10 plus hours a week um, because I was on financial aid. I needed to 
really make a lot of money if I wanted to go and do the same things that all the other kids were doing, like going on spring break trips and, you know, going out to eat on the weekends and all of that stuff. So I was working quite a lot, making, you know, an hourly wage. And so this paid work was huge for me. And that's really when a switch kind of went off in my head and I realized that I could potentially cut down on my hours doing hourly wage jobs and at this point I was working like three jobs I was a tutor I was still working in the office as that uh, designer assistant and then I was also um, writing notes for the office of disability so I was working probably like upwards of 15 hours a week trying to make that money and so this was a really big moment for me like I was being paid you know the same amount of money for like half the amount of hours and that was really huge for me um, so I, w- I guess you could technically say my freelance career started my junior year, my beginning of junior year, but it was very, very rudimentary type stuff, like pretty low wage, maybe like $30 an hour was like huge for me. Um, and I was just making really small things, no like contract in place, no website in place, nothing like that. It was just like texting people and they would just ask me for things and I would make them. Um, so I, I was doing that for about a semester and a half, just doing really tiny things, just little favors for people and getting money in return. That was really, really fun. But the real switch for me happened in March when the pandemic hit. I had received an amazing, amazing, like life-changing request from an alumni or an alumnus um, who was starting this amazing company and they needed a logo and they had worked with me before on a couple of smaller things, but wanted me to come on seriously as like a creative director sort of position in addition to being a a designer and that's really what changed everything for me that's what led ultimately to the studio they really took me under their wing they gave me a ton of kindness and a lot of patience with um, my abilities just because at that point I had been you know, designing for a couple of years now. And so I I had the basic skills and I had a lot of the principles, but I wasn't like amazing yet, I don't think. Um, And they really took a chance on me. And we, I worked so hard on that brand. I like so many hours, so much practice, so many drafts put into that brand so I could make it as amazing as I possibly could. And it ended up turning out really, really great. And I'm really, really happy for that. Um, because there was a big chance that it could have flopped and we wouldn't be where I am today, but it worked out really, really great. And that brand is doing really well right now. And I'm super grateful to the opportunity to, for just changing the path of my life. But after that brand, um, that brand got a ton of traction and was in different print magazines like Vogue and Cosmopolitan and Elle and Essence. And I started to get a lot more inquiries and recommendations and referrals from different people. And that's really when the studio started. I, you know, began calling myself a freelancer very like casually. And I wanted to make it a studio so that I could give myself a brand. So I could give myself the mission of wanting to work with women of color because my experience working with that alumnus who is, she's black, she is female and she is just so amazing and powerful and strong I wanted that feeling to never really end I wanted to continue to work with women who would inspire me who we could make each other feel seen and heard and so that's why I started the studio I wanted to give myself a mission statement and be able to formalize all the work that I had wanted to do 
And so the pandemic hit and I had all this time on my hands. I was no longer living at school and it just kind of happened just like that. I started the studio. I got all of that stuff together. I registered my name. I bought a domain. I bought the Gmail suite and I really started to do a ton of research, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, just reading blogs and just figured it out. And so the studio was born in, um, I'd say probably more like April of 2020 and it's been open and running ever since. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm inching closer to our one year anniversary, which is so crazy because it feels like so long ago, but um, that's really how it started. It, it All of this started by chance, just little occurrences, one after the other, connections here, just random off chance meetings there. And it was just kind of crazy. In retrospect, it's kind of like a blur. I don't really remember a lot of the nitty gritty details of it. But that's my story. And I think what's really nice about hearing people's stories in the design space is that everyone's story is so different. Um, You know, like we think that to be successful, there's like a perfect trajectory or like arc of success that people follow. And like if you miss the mark on one of the, the milestones, then you're done for. Or like if you're missing one of the milestones, then you're done for. And I think it's really nice to listen to people's stories like mine or a few other people in the community and just to hear that you can really start anywhere. You can start your freshman year of college. You can start, you know, well into your 40s and 50s, and we can all get to the place that we want to be. So that's my story. I hope it was interesting. I think it's pretty interesting, but that might just be up to opinion because um, I think it's cool just to see that we can all start on different pathways. Like for me, I, I should was supposed to be finishing my molecular biology degree by now, uh, applying to medical schools, taking the MCAT. And instead, I'm running this studio, 21 years old, still studying English um, on a completely different pathway, meeting all these wonderful people and designers, making wonderful relationships with amazing clients, working on these projects that are changing the industry. And it's such a blessing. So hopefully this episode helps you get to know me a little bit better i'd love to answer any questions that you guys have because i know on my instagram if you don't follow me yet um you should definitely connect with me on there because i love to see faces and dm with people but lots of people always ask me all of these questions that i hopefully answer during this podcast so i hope that was enlightening and i'd love to answer more of these and i can go more in detail about any aspect of my experience but i really really loved getting to talk to this microphone (laughs) um and share my story and I would absolutely love as well if you could respond with your story I just certainly like one-sided conversations so even this is a podcast I would absolutely adore getting to hear about you and your journey so feel free seriously to follow me on Instagram we can be mutuals and dm me and let me know your story I'd love to hear it just because everyone's story can be an inspiration to somebody and I just love to be inspired by you So that was this first episode. It's my story of the Design Diaries. Hopefully you stick around. I would love for you to stay a part of this community. And I would love to also speak on things that you actually care about. So again, feel free to message me things that you want to hear. If you have any questions on things, let's get talking. Let's make this an actual community with some actual dialogue. But that was episode one. 
Thanks for listening to the Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.